0: Yeah, Daniel Major, CEO of Uranium. Uh, two primary projects being our Madawala project in Niger and our development projects as well, Matanga in Zambia.
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs> and the W&A again. W&A again. <laughs> right. Um, we had a, br- a chance to speak briefly this morning downstairs and grabbing a coffee which um, to wake us all up. Um, and you kindly agreed to come up with us. I appreciate that because I think not many people want to stand in front of the camera and talk about what's going on in Niger at the moment. So from your own lips, I'm not going to push you because you've got relationships and country to manage and and, 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 um, and and take care of. What is happening? What do we need to know? What's important for us to know?
0: Uh, I think the first thing that's put this, everything in context with regarding coups. It's not the first coup. Not, it,
1: not it, good.
0: No. And uh, no. uh, it's not the first coup in Niger. Um, and I think the one thing to make it very clear is that no matter what government is in charge of a country, it still needs tax revenue. And the one thing you will see across all governments and all coups is mining industries carry on and continue. And you look at Mali at the moment and the gold operators continue to produce gold and pay their taxes development. I think that's the first point I would make here, that you know what you're seeing at the moment is a transition process. What that transition is going to ultimately be, at this stage, I don't know. And that I think is the biggest question to everybody at the moment. What we do have is an ability to continue to work with the government. Obviously, from our point of view, we're not you know, doing a lot of work on the ground, um, but we continue to work with the ministry appointee ministers. We can deal with the environmental issues and re- re-updating our environmental permit. The, the mines minister is known to us and we can continue to deal with the mines ministry mm-hmm. on whatever issues we need to deal with that.
1: Okay. So, I agree with you with regards to coups, 70 coups in Africa since the 1950s. Okay, so it's usually a transition of government. Correct. I I would say that, and and, you know, no matter who's in power, the need for the country to do business, foreign direct investment, taxes, and so forth. I I agree with you on that one. I guess the the second point with regards to um, the issues being faced is it comes back to time. So, not only is time... Money, but time is uncertainty in Correct. the markets, right? And I think that's what it's looking for. So, is there any sense of? I think they've been, you know, called a junta, the new junta. They've been called a new transitional government. Is there any sense of a the timing on this one? Their ability to negotiate and negotiate sensibly so that international business understands where it stands.
0: Okay. Obviously, these are my opinions, uh, and, and I'll put it that way. What you have seen in this scenario is a very strong regional reaction to this change that's come through. Um, ECOWAS have come in with a very strong stance of their view that they do not want to see this kind of transitional change to keep repeating itself. Tell people about ECOWAS. Uh, Basically the economic um, forum for West Africa, there are 14 different countries in it in West Africa. Uh, two are currently sitting on the side, being the Kinfas at Mali, uh, which effectively part of it, that yeah. are currently on the side of that line. And and what has been interesting with ECOWAS is has been almost unanimous view by ECOWAS that they cannot allow these changes in transition to continue through and that Niger has to be the stopping point. You have seen a almost complete shutting down of Niger from an operation, from a import and export point of view. You cannot use the roads in and out of Benin, out of Nigeria, out of top Algeria. So effectively all of the main transport hubs shut down. You can't go through. The government has just recently reopened the air routes. So you can now come in and out by air, but road transport not happening. Um, You've had a reduction in power coming out of Nigeria. So you've seen power cuts coming through. You've seen ECOWAS shutting down the banking system, effectively within Niger as well, because they control the majority of the banking system going through. So you've seen hyperinflation coming through. Um, you, Because of that, it's somewhat constrained the Junta's position. ECOWAS are sitting with a very strong position at the moment that they would like to see a return of President Bazoum to power. That is it. And until that point, they will not change their position at all. Okay. Uh, the junta uh, or government, or whichever way you want to call them, or push us as well is another phrase that gets used around um, at this time, do not want to negotiate on that position and are trying to find a place to go forward with it. Right. So I think the problem now sits where we are in so far as uh, where does this finish? Um, And more importantly, how does the international community see the final result um, going forward? Right. Uh, And that's going to be the key of where this settles down. And if if it's acceptable to the international community, then we will see a a return to governance. And until that point, and I can't tell you
1: how long that will take. I don't think anyone can. Um, The French are obviously driving that. I think the first reaction was, let's go military, but I think the sensible heads have prevailed.
0: I think the US are doing a, a probably as much, if not more, driving of this process okay.
1: Okay, that's uh, than anyone else.
0: Um, what does that look like? Well, you'll seen and very clearly in the news, that the Americans will not call this a coup. Um, they want to find a negotiated settlement. ECOWAS has made it very clear that they want a negotiated settlement, that while they have put on the table a military response as an option, that is the nuclear response that you would expect from, from Vladimir. You know, it's always sitting there, but don't expect it to happen unless something gets to that final point that there is nothing left uh, to get there. So you are seeing very much an approach by, by ECOWAS as the African entity and the uh, um, African Union as well, being involved to say, look, we need to find a settlement for this process uh we should find an, an an African approach to getting that, which is why ECOWAS is doing
1: So it's gonna be an economic solution, not a an arms oh, mode yeah. solution. Yeah. So then does this become a little bit like South America in terms of that kind of so- socialist unrest that we've seen in Chile and Peru Peru and Colombia, et cetera, where it's a question of what the people want or people feel they want and the government's ability to deliver that versus Juxtaposed to the economic realities of countries, you know, in those those countries in South America, but also in places like Niger, places like you know, right. Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire. Well, or, Niger, the same Niger, thing. Niger
0: basically is it, it has is running out of money very fast. Right, um, the government's struggling to pay salaries. Um, you know, we can see that on the ground, and and that's the reality. I think that's come through is that while the junta had its views for going into this process it is clear that the country needs international economic support Uh, and that was very clearly made by the president in a early letter that 40 percent of the budget of Niger is funded by international funds to go forward right and i think that is the reality that's going through at the moment so i think what we're watching on the ground is at what point do does the population realize that, do they either want what they've got as a new transition government, or what they had was a better option? And you're starting to see an increasing resistance internally within the country, but more importantly, not just an increasing resistance, an actual increasing rise in the number of pro Bazoom demonstrations. Okay. So I think we are still unlike Mali where you saw a very quick takeover of government and government has got on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has not happened here. And I think the longer that process goes on, the more likely in my opinion we revert to the past and everything will go back to where it was because the the current uh, infrastructure will find it it's inoperable.
1: It's, it's that yeah. It's, it's that tra- that tra- transition is is it needs to be quick in Africa. Yes. Typically they are transition of government because it's everyone's interest to get, get it. In. It hasn't been here, and I guess that's the the uncertainty. But we don't know when uh, we know it needs to happen, and all all pressure is being applied.
0: Correct. And I think the positive from our point of view is that you know the 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 underlying government, you know ministers etc. Are working with the companies who there okay to try and find a way forward
1: and re- re- replacement ministers replacement ministry of mines personnel known to you conversations continue yeah but in the backdrop of something needs to get resolved the the, the wider politics needs to get resolved right. and that's the bit that we're watching okay i'm not going to push you on company stuff or anything else at the moment because it's really i wanted the niger insight yep. you've given us that Come back on and let us know when things start moving. Absolutely, I appreciate well, that, that. Okay. Well, and you know we can talk about Zambia where things are really moving. Well, actually, do, do you know what? Let's quickly do that. The, yeah. This is a perfect example of jurisdictional de-risking. Which is why right? we have two projects. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, ha- had three at one point. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, we still. Uh, yeah. But have bits of it uh, in terms of in terms of what you've done with that. But yeah, you've got the jurisdictional de-risking. De- so, if things do drag on, what happens? Would you be thinking, well, I can relocate, move staff down there. And move that project. Forward? Well, we are we are already I mean, moving
0: that project forward. Yeah, so don't no, then, we no, just put it, we just move it faster.
1: Right, so that's my point.
0: Well, well that's the thing. Okay. We we will just say instead of our total commitment being there. Right. Oh, well, it split always. We'll just reshuffle the ratio. Right. Um, and we can start to fast track the other project. Um, right. You know, we our intention is to have a feasibility study out by kind of middle of next year. Um, we on drilling, all the stuff that's going on there yeah. is, is well. we got a lot of support from government down there as well. So, yes, jurisdictional risk was okay. one of the reasons we did the but, transaction.
1: But, but it's, it's, it's from the place of, it's not because we're moving away from Nigeria. Nigeria will get resolved, but whilst it's getting resolved, we're keeping busy Absolutely. With, with the growth story. Because we can. Okay. Get because out.
0: we can. And the last thing, you know as I pointed out to you, you look at our valuation from Matanga versus our market cap. You know, yeah. you're trading at one third the NAV, of the Matanga project at the moment we are. You're getting Niger for free at the moment. It, it's all risked out. Okay, come okay, yeah, on. Thank, Thank you. you.